Hello everyone, we are in Psalm 39 and this is our second consideration and I want us to read just verses 1 to 3. To the chief musician, even to Jeduthun, a psalm of David. I said I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace, even from good, and my sorrow was stirred. My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then spoke I with my tongue, Lord, make me to know mine end, and the measure of my day is what it is, that I may know how frail I am. As we mentioned previously, David due to an awareness of God's hand being laid upon him, has taken time to silently ponder and meditate upon what is happening to him and why. I believe that's exactly what we should do before coming into the presence of God to present our requests to him, especially when we're going through times of trial. But can I say there's, that it's also better to meditate and reflect quietly and to guard our mouths as with a bridle, particularly while those who know not God are listening, as David says in the psalm. Read the third chapter of the New Testament letter of James if you want to understand what our unbridled words can do. He says, If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect or mature man, able also to bridle the whole body. I take it that means not only stumbling myself, but also being the cause of others being stumbled. So what can I learn from this? There seems to be, to me, an important order of priorities when things are happening in my life that I don't like or I don't understand. Number one, I need to bridle my tongue from complaining and sharing my feelings, particularly with those who have no love for God and do not understand his infinitely wise and loving purposes for the well-being and blessing of his children. Secondly, I need to quietly meditate and reflect upon the situation, allowing the Holy Spirit of God to elucidate what and why this is happening and what can be God's purpose in and through this experience. Then, and only then, thirdly, am I properly prepared to come before my God in prayer and, if necessary, in confession, to open my heart and set out before him the desires he has implanted whilst there in the secret place of meditation. Now I know you're going to say, if not to me, probably about me, he has no idea how I feel. Well, of course, I don't know and cannot understand exactly what your heart is feeling today. Neither am I in any way minimising the sadness, sorrow, uncertainty, grief, confusion and all the other emotions that may be devastating your heart and life uh, today at this, perhaps at this very moment. What I'm trying to do is to minister to you the best way I know by seeking to apply the lessons contained in God's Word about others who have had, not the same, but perhaps similar darkness come over their lives. 
and what they have been led to do in order that the outcome for them and us was and could be joy in place of, in t- in place of tears. You will possibly have noticed that I included the title of the psalm in the reading this morning or today. The reason being that it was to Jeduthun, which means praise. Isn't that amazing? In the midst of all the sadness and sorrow, clearly that David is going through, whatever that may, whatever the cause of that may be, he sends this, he addresses this psalm to a man of praise. Before I conclude, I'd like to share something that I've often wondered. That is, why God allowed Job to endure the sorrows that he experienced. Such sorrows were he lost virtually everything, health, wealth, family, friends, and even his wife said, curse God and die. And he was so distressed, he said he wished he'd never been born. But even so, he never forgot, forsook, denied or abandoned his trust in God. Just remember what our New Testament writer James, again we mentioned him before, has to say about Job. He says, you have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. You see, God has an intention in what he does and what he permits in your life and mine. When I think of that dear man Job, I remember he was rewarded at the end of the trials with twice as much as he had at the beginning. But perhaps more importantly, I also believe his experience is recorded in Scripture in order to give you and me the confidence to trust our God in far less excruciating circumstances than that of Job. His was extreme beyond measure. And God has a purpose in it all. I know I haven't been put to the test in the same manner as some who may be listening today. However, life's pathway has taken some difficult and sometimes unexpected twists and turns for me and for my family, and I can testify that my God is faithful and totally trustworthy. I commend my unfailing God to you, any of you who at this moment are still unbelieving, And to those of you who know him, remember the words of the hymn, How good is the God we adore, our faithful, unchangeable friend. His love is as great as his power and knows neither measure nor end. Tis Jesus, the first and the last, whose spirit will guide us safe home. We'll praise him for all that is past and trust him for all that's to come. God bless his word to you today.